Hi, I'm Sonia, and this is the Simple Organization Solutions Podcast, aka the SOS Podcast. My goal is to help you see and feel all the benefits that organization has to offer, as well as show you the different ways where it can be applied in life on a daily basis so that you can focus on what is actually important to you in life. I'll be discussing different topics, some being organization related and others not so much, but they will all point to the same direction, to mainly declutter and organize your life to fully enjoy it. I hope you follow along on this journey and discover what organization has to offer. Hello, and welcome to the SOS podcast. Today's topic, decluttering, and why you're struggling to declutter. One of the important steps prior to getting organized is to declutter what you have. Although there are no set rules to organization, decluttering is one step that cannot be skipped, yet it tends to be. So why? because decluttering is hard. I encounter this on my organizational sessions with my clients, so I thought I would discuss it today and share the reasons why it's so hard. Last week, I shared a post about decluttering on my IG stories and asked my followers if they struggled with it. The results came back with the majority at 78% saying that yes, they struggled with decluttering. Here are some of the common reasons why decluttering is hard. Reason number one, you don't know where to start. A pile of things, a room filled with items, and the feeling of the unknown brings anxiety, stress, and frustration. It's like being at the bottom of this huge mountain. You want to climb because once at the top, you know that you will feel good and proud. But it seems so big and unattainable from the bottom. Not knowing where to start is perfectly normal especially during the process of organization. In fact, it's to be expected. To be perfectly honest, even as your professional organizer, I won't be 100% sure where to start in the decluttering process of your space. But once in your space, I'll be able to whip up a plan in no time and break it down in as many steps as needed to make you feel confident and comfortable with our action plan so that you can easily see the light at the end of the tunnel. As you move through the decluttering process of your items, different thoughts will cross your mind, one of which will be reason number two, the feeling of guilt for wasting money. When you start wrapping your head around the idea of getting rid of the items that are no longer serving you and that are taking up valuable space in your home, you will think that tossing, throwing them out, donating them, or even selling them is like wasting or throwing away money out the window. I'm here to save you from this guilt that you are or will feel during the process of decluttering. Joshua Becker has said that if you're not using the stuff in your home, get rid of it. You're not going to start using it more by shoving it in a closet somewhere. And he's right. (laughs) If you didn't know you had it or if you weren't using it, there's no point in keeping it. The money has been spent already. And chances are that you won't get it all back, even if you choose to sell that item. What can you get back in return? The space. The valuable space that this unused item is taking up in your home. This space in your home has value, yet you're choosing to put more value on this item or thing that you're not using. 
We gravitate towards houses with more square footing or ones with bigger yards and know that we will pay more for them. So why waste the space that we have already paid in our homes with items we don't need or use? There's no need to feel guilty. So, now that you've gotten rid of your guilt towards items that no longer serve you in your home, another thought pops into your mind. Reason number three. You don't want to disappoint the original gift giver. In some cases, some of the items were gifted to you. It's very common to receive gifts that unfortunately do not last the test of time. Some gifts are given for the sake of giving a gift, while others have been thought through. We don't have that much control over the gifts that are given to us. However, we do have control over what we do with the ones that are given to us. This is where you need to change or adjust your mindset around gifts. If we break it down, the act of gift giving is a thought that evolves into an action. The thought is, I think Cindy would feel better if I would make her smile. And the action is, I'll go to the store and get her some flowers and maybe a box of chocolates. So really, the gift is the thought and care behind the object that is given, aka the action. Furthermore, once something is given to you, you can do what you want with it. And the same goes for the receiver of a gift you've given. So if you give a gift with the intention that the receiver should keep it forever, you're doing yourself and that person a disservice. Once you've wrapped your mind around that idea, the guilt and disappointment that you once felt around the action of tossing or getting rid of an item that was gifted to you will dissipate. The best example I can give you with this is with kids. They're often given a large quantity of gifts frequently. However, they usually don't play with their gifts all that much, especially if they receive some often. Yet the gift givers, so for example, the grandparents, usually take it the hardest when the gifts, aka the toys, are sold or donated because they're no longer being played with by the kids. Seth Cohen has said that when your home is filled with unnecessary junk and things you never use, it puts you in a mindset that you need more and more stuff rather than simply learning to appreciate what you already own. Now, what if the items you're tossing and decluttering are not ones that have been gifted or that you see as a waste of money, but that you don't want to toss because you have a fear of, reason number four, of missing out, and that you like to keep them in case you ever need them in the future? We all have these fears around certain items and think that if we get rid of them, that we'll regret it. I agree, that feeling of regret is painful. But will you really feel regret if you throw out those Tupperware containers that hardly get any use? I believe that you'll feel relieved to be making more breathing space in your home and that you'll feel accomplished and satisfied if you declutter your home of the items that are not being used and only being kept in case of. For example, while decluttering your kitchen, you make the decision to only keep eight large plates for your family of four and not 16 since you hardly ever have guests over and that if you do, use paper plates. Will you regret that decision? If by any chance you ever do feel the need for the items that you've discarded, I doubt that you'll feel regret 
You may feel angry, frustrated, disappointed, but not regret. Decluttering is also about being honest and aware of your habits. Struggling to declutter could very well be caused by reason number five, a habit, whatever it may be. We all know that old habits die hard, so changing your habit of stocking up on free items any chance you get may be a struggle for you. Or overstocking on something on sale even though you don't have the space to store it could be your kryptonite. Personally, anything that I could get for free used to be my drug of choice. Either samples, anything at a show, or through a contest, if I could get it for free, I would. Now, I usually think about it. Do I need it? Do I want it? Is it worth participating in to even win this free item? If not, I don't even take the steps to participate or to get this free item. (laughs) Decluttering takes time. But what takes even more time is continuing to live with clutter. After all, your home is living space, not storage space. So make sure to treat it as such. Last, but certainly not least, of the reasons why decluttering is so hard is when you're stuck on sentimental items. Our feelings are abstract, yet our nature is to attach our feelings and emotions to things and objects in our lives. We all do it, including me. My tip with regards to emotional items is that you should keep them as long as what you keep makes you happy and that does not fall into the above categories. Your sentimental items should make you smile and not make you feel like you're obligated to keep them because they were passed down to you or because they were gifted to you, but because you want to keep them in your home and in your life so that you can enjoy them whenever you want. For example, we all know a grandmother or an aunt that keeps a fancy dinner set in a china cabinet in case she gets fancy guests over, yet the occasion never seems to arise and the set gets handed down in the family. If you're one that has received such a set and loves it, my advice to you is to display it proudly and use it. However, if the set is a burden to you, honor that feeling and don't feel obligated to keep it. Trust your instincts with your sentimental items. To help you out while decluttering, here are some steps that you can take to make progress easier. Set a time limit for the overall time you spend decluttering for your session, so maybe 30 minutes every day, as well as for the decision-making time of each item. So allowing yourself three seconds per item to make a decision is plenty of time. Create zones. Use bags, empty laundry baskets, or empty large storage containers to contain the items that you've purged. This will, one, make for a great visual for you to see the progress that you're doing. And two, make it easier to remove those items from your space once you're done. Make it fun. Have a good friend over, or me, as your professional organizer, to offer you advice or to question you about your items and their use in your space. This will help you with your decision-making skills and with your awareness and needs for that space of yours. Remember what Peter Walsh said, clutter isn't just the stuff in your closet. It's anything that gets between you and the life that you want to be living. I hope this was insightful and that you now better understand why decluttering is so hard, but with the right help, 
it can be done and will be worth it. So until next time, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's SOS podcast episode. Find me on my website at www.sosblog.org and on Instagram and share my podcast with others and help me spread the word about organization.